Hello, everyone. Al Madrigal from the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, quick message about fundraising. Thank you so much for listening to an All Things Comedy podcast that you are supporting here. We have a sticker uh, that you can buy for five bucks. It says, I support All Things Comedy. If you can go to tubestart.com, we have a brief campaign going to support our new studio. No one's making money off of this. We're hoping to just have this studio support the comics and make sure they can record in a great place at no charge. And thanks to you. All right. Appreciate it. Allthingscomedy.com, tubestart.com. Thank you very much. Oh, Jesus. Hello, everyone, to my dumb friends. Yeah. Hey. Our guest, Paul Hooper, just gave you the most terrifying vulture eyes that I've ever seen. I did. Duck them out. Like because they have bags under my eyes. And you I do have like bags I, under I your squint. eyes. But on the road for a while, you're like, uh, yeah. you're a real road dog. Yeah, I've done it now. But he's funny, guys. I don't mean that in a road dog. He's doing, like, Winsky jokes from it's, yeah, 95. It's Paul, Paul's like the bounty hunter from Raising Arizona, but, like, for the comedy version. He's nothing like that, Sean. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> as he as a wickerish oh, dazzles from his he- mouth. We got to fucking poke holes like, in my, my fucking and reference. And he's, like, pour, poke holes in your he's reference? pouring water. <laughs> Not even, he shows up in the chair, waits to the reference, and then brings a reference that has nothing to do with who Paul, Paul Cooper is. I'm sorry, what was that last word? No, 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 I'm, 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 I did my I'm, Bernie I'm, Mac I'm, impression at the end of it. Anyway, so you've been, where, where have you been? Where was I? I was in Florida for two weeks. Oh, boy. No, yeah, just, but that was actually was a nice it? run. Where in Florida? Tampa and Jacksonville. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it was great. Jacksonville's kind of a shithole, right? I'm in Tampa. weird. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. Uh, but ja- what is Jacksonville like? Jacksonville, the shows were packed. They were great. They were great. And that was one of those towns, like, now sober, like, back in the day. I always loved Jacksonville. That was my town. Right. drinking and everything. But now, going back, I'm like, I could I could not stay there, but I like the shows. Two, three-day burst. I'm right. fine with it. But So you used to get fucking tanked while you were down there? Yeah, Jacksonville, which is weird. It's sort of, you know, a bland town. I don't know. But... I feel like that's like a divorce and alcohol town, you know? Yeah. Anywhere in Florida. I don't mind kind Florida of, as much. The whole state of Florida? The whole state of Florida. I'm, I'm at uh, FSU this Friday. Well, by the time this I don't even like Miami. comes out, it'll be... You go to Miami? Yeah, well, we kind of did. We went to that... We did that Friend of Nature Festival in Miami. Me and a bunch of the comics were like, we all got fucked over with money. Cause I the, did that South Beach Comedy Festival. Yeah. The Comedy Central says, one. And it was... I, it, the festival was fine, but... The, I, I don't like I don't Florida like the city. I don't anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Florida as a kid, and now I just feel like it's like a weird Also, place. as a great big fat that person, it sucks yeah, as a great big fat person. <laughs> like the top ten states with a couple other comics. I put uh, Florida in my top ten. Really? Honestly, every comic hates oh, me for that. I disagree. But it's better than uh, fucking uh, Kansas and shit like that, I would think. So I'm like, I've done know. one gig in Kansas, and it was... Uh, college? No, I, yeah, I did a college, and it wasn't good. Yeah. So Alabama and um, Mississippi are still the top as far as... Great Jesus. places are terrible. terrible. You had yeah. Somebody was telling me because I was on the road with Taylor Ketchum. He was at a, and he was telling me you did something at the Alabama, like some huge stardom. Stardom. Yeah. Tell me yeah. what. What? Wait. You mean like the like the like it was an amphitheater? It was like no, a stadium. It's called the Stardom. It has this. He's grand just saying it's the most miserable experience. It's four hundred people. It's four. Yeah. It's a great club. You walk in. It's a small theater. Yeah, the all management's right. great. The owners are great. But then these get these people on like a Tuesday night. It's all papered. It's four hundred people. And they're insane. You can't do anything unless you're dancing around. Oh. Right. And they get bored, offended, anything religious. What was the joke that, for, that got them? I tried to trace it back because I t- forgot to put my phone in airplane mode. How, how bad was it? Was it walk? Was it 200 walk? 200 walked? 152. It was, hard. it was chaos by the end of it. I did 47 How many minutes. people were left in the audience? Uh, 200 Probably 200. 200. 200. 200. So it was yeah. packed. 
It was packed. And they left. They Half of them left. Yeah, the first 15 minutes that I had the recording of, it seemed like it was fine. I'm already braced for it going in there. Right, like, right. You're like, oh, this, this is going to be a amazing. shit show. Yeah. And then I got 15 minutes in. I'm like, if this is just 45 minutes, this will be, oh, I guess fucking all right. I can get off. And then somewhere 15 minutes in, it But you knew. You had an idea yeah. while you were before the show. You were kind of yeah. like, fuck this. And I had something I was talking about. Were you coffee. drunk for this or no? No, sober. This was two years ago. Yeah. Summer 2012, and then so I went in, and then I was talking at these bits about coffee, and I was just like, maybe they just, in hindsight, maybe they got bored because I'm talking about coffee. It's not big enough for this fucking yeah. theater. And then it's I'm not, like, uh. some of it in there, I go, oh, the bit before it was this thing about maybe being molested. And I think by the second bit, I think they had me pegged as a homosexual. Because wow. they got molested and you like coffee. And there was a thing Which about coffee in about Alabama. not <laughs> buying it from straight men in their 20s anymore. If the barista's not. I'll take it from a gay man or women over the age of 50. Right. can make my coffee. And that's just too much. After a molested joke. They just, uh, yeah, I think it was just, yeah, as soon as they heard the word gay. It's over. They, and they left in, in like droves. They, they were all stood up table, at the same table. time. They started with heckling in the back of the room, which you can't even see the silhouette. Did you hear the what they were head. saying? Were they just saying, fuck you? There you was know, some fuck. of that shit like go back or never come back to Alabama. There was a bunch of that shit. Oh, my God. But a lot like, of why was, would I? Yeah. <laughs> and so you try to deal with that, but you're yelling. at. The, you don't even know if you're yelling at the right table. Yeah. But I sort of let it go the first 15 minutes, addressed it. Then that's where it sort of came apart. And yeah. then it was table by table, and there was like a table up front that was like pulling for me. But they, I mean, they weren't really laughing. They just, they just didn't like, want to see a yeah, disaster. Yeah, just like a good underdog story. Yeah. So Alabama, yeah, I've never played for Al- in Alabama. I don't think, like ever. There's some good rooms. I mean, I heard there's a great room in Huntsville now. Uh huh. But that one, when you just and if you go there with a celebrity is, yeah, is or there something, a cool, that draws, is there like a you know like an Athens, Georgia for Alabama? I guess Huntsville would be it. Huntsville yeah. would be it. Yeah. It's a smart town there. And then you have the coast, but I don't know what's going on. Birmingham's the biggest city. Right, and Birmingham's a yeah. shit show. And the longer I did, I mean, I used to have fun there, but the more I do comedy, the better you feel like you get, then the harder it is to do it. So it's just to their do... attention spans shot. They're offended at too many things. Oh. you got to yeah. fucking move around physically. You stand there and tell jokes, and they just can't. They don't have, you know, no, they don't, don't have the have, patience uh... or the fucking wit to get through it. Yeah, I, yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds like a nightmare. Oh, it was a calamity. It was an absolute calamity. So they gave me the option. They're like, you come back tomorrow. I had two nights there. They like, come back tomorrow. You got to do different stuff. I'm like, I don't want to be here. I shouldn't be here. Fuck this. And they're like, all they, right, so we'll oh, so pay you got- tonight's money and half of tomorrow's money. So to their credit. So that's pretty good. They paid you half. The club owners are great, and the manager they know what it is, but the crowds have gotten out of hand. Right. You come back tomorrow. You got to do different stuff. So like a whole other, a whole different forty-five minutes, forty-seven minutes. Yeah, right. At so, that yeah. point, when like, you know that is just the most insulting thing uh, though, to say to somebody. It's also that makes it seem like they're like, oh, it's you. Like that's the, it's almost yeah. like. Hey man, you gotta do different stuff for these guys. But no, fuck them. I'm gonna do my well, so, same so, like, stuff. Right. Me, so yeah, you know what I do. That's you know crazy. But yeah. they, the owners were annoyed, or they know what they have on their hands. They know what they have on their hands. So he was pissed. I had the managers like the owner wants to talk to you on the phone in the green room. So I pick it up, and he was pissed. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "I didn't have a meltdown. I don't know what these people's problem are. I mean, I didn't do anything, really, just bits." And he's like, "Well, here's the option. You know, stay over, change your stuff." And I'm like, "No, I don't want to be here. I shouldn't be here." Yeah, something like that, and I go, man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to create a mess, but I don't even know what happened. Honestly, I'm just doing material. It's not even that crazy. And he's like, well, whatever, you know, you decide. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I don't want to be here. 
Yeah, I think that's the best. Yeah, good for you. There's been a few comics that run into it there, where it's just, it seems to get more extreme, and it's just, no, they can't have it, unless you're going to dance around or do dumb shit, right. which I'm not willing to do. Just so. shut the place down. <laughs> Honestly, just fucking shut the place down. And if you go there with a celebrity that draws, I'm sure you'd have a great weekend. It draws those people, but, you know, if you're just doing a papered Tuesday, Wednesday night, you're in You know, for it's it. hard enough. If you have a, like, I think a good weekend, like, for instance, I think like, if you do a weekend at club shows, five shows, right? If uh, three are really good, one's okay, and one's not great. That's a good weekend. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like the definition of, oh, that's pretty good. Like average? You got, yeah, a B, you got like a B? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you did what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One okay show, one bad, one three good. That's pretty, you know what I mean? Yeah, I try to think of it of like these six show weeks if I've ever had one. There was one time in Oklahoma City where I liked all six shows. Yeah. I don't know if that's happened since, where it's just this magical... There's only a couple clubs that I have to say that I have. Even clubs that I really like, I'll have one, and I'm like, what just happened? I did yeah. Reno, and I... Even though all of them weren't, like, amazing, but I... Uh, all It was, like, seven shows, and all of them were at least good. Like, like yeah. they, were, they were great to good. Yeah, and I was surprised. I guess I guess sometimes... Like, I'm trying to think the last club I did. A Rooster Chief Feathers, I'd say three were good. One was okay and one was rough, you know? Yeah. And that was a great club run by good people, but, you know, I felt like that that was my... Before before that was comedy, I think, like, four were good, one was okay, you know? So that was a good ratio, but, you know... I had one in Dayton, Dayton uh, that Wiley's place, yeah. and it was one was great, one was terrible, and one was okay. So it was, yeah. like, just ran the spectrum. You get, you know, you get, and you get so terrified because if you can't draw... <clears throat> Then you're like, oh, I hope they don't remember the fucking rough one. Did I know? ever tell you about when I did that that Wiley's one that he, the guy asked us to hand out flyers at the Irish Fest? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is it. It was me and it was me and Kevin McCaffrey were Irish. Did we talk about that one? Kevin uh, was on. I don't think so. And we, the guy literally was like, he's like, oh, guys, you, I could I, say, I'm, I could see them being like, oh, this guy's kind of like, yeah, friendly, but Kevin. Kevin's friendly. Yeah, Kevin, but he's not flyer friendly. Not flyer you're like, friendly. You're like in front of the carnival friendly. We la- <laughs> Kevin's like, nice to meet you, sir. I'm like friendly. the face in front of the carnival. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. <laughs> they give you a little green bowler to wear? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you look like you should be giving a jig before every yeah, stand-up. Like, hey, everybody. Giving, How you doing? Giving a jig. Come to the comedy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like fucking. Well, like, we went and then we lasted like an hour and then we were just like fuck this and it was yeah just barking. It's barking. We barked. But we, but the guy's so nice. We didn't want to like. We didn't want like. It was almost like disappointing your dad. Like we didn't want to disappoint our dad. Yeah, that's, that's the fucking thing. It was really when weird. I used to uh, bark for uh, I won't say his name, but Kef Joel. Uh, <laughs> it was Jeff Cole. Everybody go fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. I don't give a shit. Uh, but I would uh, I would bark in front in front of uh, the Village Underground. And I would just like, it was me and Sam Burrell, and we both, we didn't realize we were doing this, but we were both secretly drinking <laughs> and barking. We were both terrible, and we didn't know the what other you person. Have a flask in yeah, your we all, both had flasks, and we would be like, hey, you want to take over mine? And then we would go to the bathroom, and I would chug like a bunch of shots, come back. He would do the same thing. We never even told each other that we were doing that. We thought we were just being secret <laughs> oh, for the really? other person because we hated barking so much. It's the, the worst. I just walked out and had a meal during when I was supposed to bark. And it's Barking is the worst thing in the yeah. world. Barking makes you feel like you're th- two feet tall. And is that, do you think that was the worst gig you've ever had? Uh, recently, yeah. No, I've had far worse, like back in the days, like what you do know, you think, ten like, years ago. Has there ever been one where it's like, oh, that was my fault? I'm sure there were some times in the drinking days where on the late show, I would, of course, I would be hammered, and yeah, there was one in like, yeah. Greensboro, North Carolina, where I just, I might have dropped my pants. I got off stage. <laughs> I got off stage. I was featuring to get back in the yeah. club. I got fired as a newbie comic from this Greensboro club. They talked <laughs> me back in years later. True alcoholic. Go back and they like feature it, then you can headline it, you know, twice a year. 
yeah. get back in their good grace. I went back, got hammered for the late show. I don't remember a second of yeah. my set. Went on. My buddy was headlining. He said I came up the last five minutes of his set and tried to pull my dick out of my balls. And then I'm like, nah. And he's like, he's a big dude. So he pushed me down on stage towards the backdrop. Do people and then laugh he, at that at least? I don't know. I don't know. I never got the crowd reaction. And then I get up and I try to pull my nuts out again. And the bouncer grabs me. At first you don't succeed. The Go to a 40 day treatment program. So he closes up. I'm like, because I'm asking him later. I'm like, what is the crowd doing? He's like, they were fine. They didn't know what was going on. I'm like, it just can't be that simple. And then the bouncer takes me. He's being me. a good friend. That's what and they're pissed. The owner's not there. And they're like, we're putting him in a cab. He's going back to the hotel. And my buddy is like, I'm going to the hotel. I'll take him. They're like, he's going now. So there's a line of cabs in front of the club. They put me in one side, and I jump out the other. It's oh, happened shit. with like three cabs till they hogtied me with uh, a like seat a belt. Oh, like a real Tomcat. Yeah. Yeah. They hogtied me with a seat belt. And one of them, he takes me back to the shitty Econo Lodge. And it's those ground floor rooms exposed to the parking and, and lot. And were you staying there? Yeah. And, but Mo, buddy Mo said when he got back... That he was five minutes behind me, and I was in his room pissing onto the sidewalk. Somehow I got in his key. He shoved me back in my room. The next day I wake up to the phone call. You're fired. Oh, yeah. How did they shit. say it? They said, like, you're fired. How did they do it? When the phone like, rang. Like Vince McMahon. It was you're just fired. like, well, you're fired. It was just right out with it. You know, you try to pull your dick out. And I'm like, I didn't try to pull my dick out. I know I didn't. Maybe my nuts or something like that. I just gave a little glimpse of the taint. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, you're fired. But this is the problem. This was in the last six months of my drinking where everything had fallen apart. So I caught a ride because I had a DUI up there. I had no way to leave the right. town. So I had to stay in the hotel room and lick my wounds while my replacement, who I knew, came to town to do my Saturday shows. Oh, Jesus. And I caught a ride with him. And of course, you just drank in the hotel room. No, I don't think I drank that day. I was really sort of sick and filled with guilt, so I just sat there and sort of riding around in my own bed. Your career's over. Yeah. That was that last six months of my drinking where every week, it was a weekly disaster. This this last drinking run that I tried it again, what's so difficult with it, with, with me, was that... If I didn't drink, because when I was drinking, if I didn't drink and I'd been drinking for a couple of days straight, then that said I was going to fuck up that night because I wouldn't have any alcohol in me and I was jittery, right? But if I, and I, so I had to have the right, just the right amount because if I had too much, then I'd be too drunk on stage. So it was like this crazy thing where I was literally trying to find the, just the equal, like the right amount of alcohol where I'd be able to get on stage but also not make an ass of myself, but also be drunk enough to get on stage because I was dealing with the shakes from not drinking. It was hell. And I, I would go, you know, like, and I remember my opener, like, I went on stage and he was like, you were fine on stage. You literally got off stage, like, took a shot, and then we're shit-faced. It was, it was like, it was crazy watching you, and I was doing really well. Like, like a 45-minute set and 38 minutes were great, and then the last ones kind of fell apart, but I've done that sober. You know, as I was saying, they just get sick of it. You know, like, one joke doesn't do well, and then they get bored of it. Um, and then I got off stage, and literally the one more drink, I was just right at that level. But, like, and then I've done other ones where I took the one more, and then I'm on stage, and I'm fucking incoherent. But it, it, it was it's so terrifying because you realize, like, Wow, I have to have alcohol, but I have no idea how much I can have. Level right? Yeah, saying? it's no balance. I never found that. You and, know? I, and I and I said this too. I said this to Sean, like that. The sets that I've had sober, where I've done okay, I still think are better than the sets that I was drunk and killed. 
Because at least you, with the ones that you were doing okay, at least you remember. Right. And you're like learning things and you're actually present. Yeah, that's oh, what I feel. Sure. Yeah. When I sobered up, I felt like, yeah, my mind and my mouth were like synchronized now. Right. Which I didn't have for eight years. I started open mic and started drinking, binge drinking. Right. And that went for eight years. I've done it, you know, I, I guess in the past, I was, September will be eight years in comedy. And I guess a good, a good five and a half of those years were sober. You know what I mean? And it's amazing. As soon as like you, as soon as I stopped drinking and focus, I was like, oh my god, I'm on TV again. Oh my god, I just saw that. As soon as I start drinking again, it'll be like things will slow down a little. Maybe it's just because that's the way Hollywood works, I think. But other times I too I think it's like, well, you know, if you're not present, you know, people are. You may not like look like an asshole, but also no one's gonna be able to be like, oh, look what this guy's doing. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, I well, for the record, I still drink. I uh, right. I'm the one ones here who still drinks and gets loaded and then. Right. Makes an ass of myself. I don't think you've done any ass yourself. You've, got, you've been too drunk on stage before, but you haven't. I've been too drunk on stage well, recently. Right. I was. I went to the cabin anniversary show and I fucking. I just started yelling at this dude in the front row, and I was like, "I don't like your face." And then just <laughs> that's just fucking stupid. I definitely been too drunk. You on said stage like before. the wife in uh, Raging Bull. Oh, Kathleen. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen, Kathleen Moriarty. Moriarty. <laughs> that show runs late, though. You're sort of given a pass, right? There's a lot of. Oh, oh on the I'm anniversary fine with that because it was two thirty I mean, in the morning. It's also Cabin. Yeah. Sean will be able to do Cabin again. I hope. Yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah, I hope yeah. a Letterman credit <laughs> has at least earned doing Cabin again <laughs> after fucking up. No, but I'll still. I, 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 I fucking I don't drink half as much as I used to. The way you just said you had eight years of what, like binge drinking? Binge that's drinking. That's how I feel. I do. If I do it, I don't drink at home. I'll drink only drink when I'm out. Then I'll and I'll drink. I would probably get like on weekends. I would just get fucking. Yeah, shit I never would have lasted in this city if I'd started comedy here. I, there's no way. I don't. I still marvel it now, and I guess it has changed. Where at 22 when I started, did I just booze and drugs and women were new, comedy was new, and I don't know. I can never go back. I, like I see 24 year old business minded. Or people with worth at, like a work ethic and comedy, yeah. and I, I'm like amazed, and I can never go back. I'm like, I just want to drink, do coke, chase waitresses. I want to do comedy, but I wanted it to be that sort of mess. I don't know how I could like. I don't know how I could yeah. just sit down and write jokes all day at 24 years old. Like I had to get into that well, in I my think 30s. You need to, like, go. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I for the first time, I don't know if I really want to do any of it. Any other comedy? I was, like, I was like, what do I want to do? I was like, I don't really. I don't really want to do drugs anymore. I don't want to fuck a bunch of women. I think I just want to sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's I'm, called I'm depression. In a, in, am I in a depression? <laughs> I, did I just realize I'm in a depression? Okay, that's probably it. I just drink coffee and worry. Yeah. That's all it is well, now. Well, you also with the women. <laughs> yeah. well, you I've do heard, worry. You've told that's some crazy off. stories before where you, you've had these women who are like super into you. You don't give a shit, right? You're not yeah. like a sexual person. No, I'm not driven by it at all. So it's not, it doesn't happen that much, like really, on the road. Girl, tell me this story. What did she bring to your hotel one time? I'm trying time? to think of which one. I think she was like a stripper, maybe porn star type chick. Oh, the mouth ma- spreader. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, she suggested the mouth spreader. She was the one I had unprotected <laughs> assets. Oh, I know what that is. I don't know if people know, describe what it is, so people don't know what well, it is. Well, I had to figure it out. It was just like, I'm oh like, bring God. toys to Virginia when she's driving up to the gate. She's right. like, I'll bring a mouth spreader. She's an S&M shit. It's just S&M. So she brought the strap sweater. She didn't bring this, but I talked her out of it. What I, is I can't it? What is a mouth spreader for our audience at home? It's basically a piece this of thing plastic. that goes on your head. I think it's metal. Oh, it's metal? And it stretches your mouth open. I don't think it's for I oral should, sex. Oh, I don't you know. fuck the hole, essentially, right? Because the mouth is spread, so you just basically, you're fucking air. It is a very Marilyn the Manson headgear thing, thing. Yeah. No, and it's I like, go, I'm not having it's that. It's like something from Saw. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, keep it at home. I'm not doing that. I'm not yeah. doing that. We had unprotected ass sex. 
Because <laughs> you're an American. <laughs> right. And she's like, I'll bring a strap on, and I considered that, but the mouth spreader doesn't make any sense. It still Wait, doesn't make sense. Wait, she'd bring a strap on to fuck you in the ass? I was like, I'm more open to that than the mouth spreader. Really? I would be more open to the mouth spreader than getting fucked in the ass with a dildo? Well, I put things up my ass. So oh, you're things. into that? No, not really. But I always chase it, like, if, oh, there's something to this. And so I put, so you know, I put you, my fingers. You, yeah, I mean, I put my finger up my ass, Miscellaneous too. girl fingers. Uh, yeah, I put a I tongue need... scraper up my ass. Tongue scraper? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a tongue scraper? Like, like, like a... scrape your tongue. Oh, so girls shove that up your ass? or No, you I did it in... myself in Lynchburg, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> sober. sober. Sober? Sober. You use the tongue spreader. <laughs> no, 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 Tom Straper. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get the items right. Yeah. yeah. So where were you? You're in the hotel room and you're looking right. at these tongues. First off, you have a tongue scraper you bring. I used to. No, it was like, that, I've, I have a tongue scraper here. Not really? Yeah. On the road. He's talking about the one you get like the drugstore. It's like clean the, your tongue. Clean yeah. your tongue. I've never done plastic. Yeah, you use. I just brush my teeth with my tongue. You try it. It's great. Makes your breath Especially, better. Everything. Yeah, you, just, you put it up your ass. I got how dirty I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you put it up your ass. And you, so I was didn't just, do anything for you? That was just in a Super so 8. like wondering if you were gay? <laughs> I was in a Super 8 in Lynchburg. I was in a Super 8. No, I was just like... This is a Bob Dylan song really quickly. <laughs> I try to put something up my ass. Every two years or so, I'll put something Tangled up my ass. Blue is playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. And it was like I just the prostate thing. And I've never really felt gotten this high off of it or whatever people describe. So every couple years. She spread that mouth as far as she could. She spread (laughs) (laughs) it. At a Super 8 motel. (laughs) Sorry. All right. So I just tried it. Again, but I'd had other things. I'd Getting stuck inside an asshole <laughs> <laughs> with those tongue spreader blues again. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that, yeah. I like how you say the the the, the town where you did it. Like I always like that catalog. Mouth spreader, so <laughs> and I put it. I only put it up there for about ten right. seconds, and it pinched, and I winced, and I threw it in the super eight trash can. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't had a tongue scraper since. So Mexican what do you lady, get off on? Out of What is your deal? What do I get off on? If I had to admit that I had a fetish, I think it would be like exhibitionism, but you can't act on that really too much. So you would you love to get outside. fucked like, out in front of people. I would love to do that, yeah, but I, I stopped short of going to a sex club a, or breaking a law. Have you ever had sex outside? Yeah, but it's never that thrilling. It's under the cover of darkness. You're at a beach or something. It's just not that thrilling. It's like no one's going to see this. So, so you so. like to fuck like <laughs> I got a lemonade stand. You're behind the lemonade stand. The girl's like serving lemonade. Remember that where, porn? Where are the, the kids? Browser's porn? What? We're the kids. Yeah, they, they, stop making this creepy. Yeah. <laughs> what you bring in the, who, else, who else runs the lemonade stand? Adults? Uh, well, I don't know. So, <laughs> what do you think, Tom? Tom, this is all blowing your mind right now. What is? Tom, what's the craziest thing you've had on your ass? In my ass? Yeah. Just a finger? Finger? I think I had a girl try to stick one up there. You, you weren't into it, though. No, I could snap her finger right off. Either you have problems with women or your asshole is incredibly strong. Very strong. Very strong yes. asshole. But <laughs> I mean, What about you? Are you stuck stuff with your ass? I don't like it. I've had girls like... I've, I, no, I've had a girl put a finger in her at my ass. I don't like it. I, I eventually am like, okay, that's good. I don't <laughs> you, like it that You need much. to put things. Just try things, too. Objects. Yeah, I did a butt, tried a butt plug. I've tried a tongue scraper. Had a factory worker eat my ass in Daleville, Alabama. <laughs> Worst Bruce Springsteen song ever. Wait, wait. That's factory worker? Is this a girl or a guy? It's a girl. Yeah, Why didn't you just say it like a factory worker? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Factory worker. Daleville. Wait, Daleville, where is Alabama. It's oh, a, my it's God. It's right outside of Dothan. You had a, oh, you had a factory man. worker eat your ass in Daleville, Alabama. Sure. 
Yeah. Now, were you? <laughs> How did this happen? From a comedy show? Well, yeah, obviously. shitty one nighter. <laughs> shitty, no pun intended. <laughs> shitty one nighter. I met her at the bar. Did you ask for it or no? She just went for it. No, that was the thing that was surprising is that she. I met her at the shitty one nighter after the show, and she had friends around, and we started talking. They left, and then right, she's right. like, "You have less beer than I do. I'm not leaving with you. Finish your beer. Give me your room number." She's very matter of fact. So I'm like, okay. And she's like, I'm not going to leave the place with you and be seen. So like a, a few minutes later, she came like 20 minutes after I got to my room. And then right. she came in. We started making out. As soon as she hit the door, I opened it. We make out, backpedal towards the bed, stripped down. I'm on my back. I don't know, two, three minutes of that, making out foreplay. She grabs my hips, flips me over, starts eating my so ass. So no, she doesn't suck your dick first? No. Just like no handy either. Yeah, well, the, she comes around when she's eating my ass, and my head is like down, and my ass is up. All the lights are on. I haven't prepared for anything. <laughs> and, uh, are you getting off on this? Or no, no? I'm, I'm actually going back and forth. I'm getting an erection. I'm losing it back and forth. Because right. I do like the idea of it. I'd had a rim job before. Or no? You had a what job? I've had rim jobs before. Uh, so I was sort of like, that. I like that. Right. But not the way she came in. It was too abroad. And then she just <laughs> came in. was off. And yeah, and so when she that went for a few minutes. Question: Did your dad ever fuck you? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, (laughs) nothing traumatizing like that. Uh, So she's she's jerking you off while she's eating at your ass. Yes, and so I'm going. I'm the erection is falling down. It's going up. I don't know how long this goes on. Then she flips me back over, tries to get on my penis to ride me, and I can't keep an erection. Then and she gets pissed. And I'm just like, she's like really angry about the whole thing. Then I'm like, she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I, can't, I don't know what the fuck's going on, honestly. And she gets so pissed that she just fucking storms out, shuts the door, never see her again. Wow. And I call my buddy wow. immediately and just go, I don't know what's happened. And he's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why would you let this happen? But that's it. <laughs> she just hey, I'm on your side, dude. I, like, yeah. like, you're not, you're into it, you're not into it. You're fucking, I, I get it. Yeah, she I was mean, livid, though. You're, are you on medication or no? No, no. Because I'm on meds and sometimes you just lose your boner. Well, here's the thing. It's like... Who's who's? Why is she getting pissed that somebody doesn't want their ass eaten? It's like you could ease into that lady. Like because that's what I always think is that I mean she's got to be dead now because I think of Daleville, Alabama. She's lucky. I'm a little open-minded petite guy that comes to town. That's a yeah. rough town to be why eating are you ass in. Describing yourself as petite. <laughs> yeah, you're a factory worker. I think you really just want to be a geisha. geisha. I think that's <laughs> but she can't be flipping electricians over in Daleville, Alabama, unannounced. No. she'll get killed. She'll get yeah, murdered. Town, man, Southern Alabama. Can't do any, you can't do any ass stuff in Daleville, Alabama. It's that's actually true. still illegal there. I think. Is it? Yeah. No, I'm making that up. But I've never had a girl. I've been. I've like had problems getting it up before. But I've never had someone get that. Angry yeah. that fast because and like not give a second chance. She was obviously crazy. Yeah. She was crazy. Yeah. Right. No second she chance. She working fa- like that's how she winds winds down after working at a factory all day <laughs> eating asses. Yeah. She's like, I work fourteen hours a day <laughs> and this is my time to eat ass <laughs> and unwind and you won't let me do that. <laughs> Very upset. So, Paul, tell us about where you grew up. <laughs> Charlotte. So, you like puppies? What do you think of puppies? You started as a stand-up. <laughs> right after. Oh, my God, bro. Yeah, I find, it's funny how you're like, the way you, you're, the way, and you're, because you're a nice guy, so when you're describing these people, you're like, yeah, I wasn't into it, she got mad at me. It's like, you didn't say, like, she was a psychopath. You're just like, yeah, so that, that ended poorly. It's like, no, 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 you were in the right. You're the right guy there. Right. You're, you're willing to give it a shot. It. Didn't work out. See you later. Sayonara. There we Very go. Very surly. 
Sayonara. Sorry. Everything was abrupt <laughs> about that evening. You know what I mean? Her entrance and her exit. Yeah. Is that the weirdest? Is that the weirdest sexual experience you've had? What's the worst sexual experience you've ever had? Was it that? Uh, yeah, that might be one of the worst. That's you know, one of the worst. I've had other ones that just been sort of sweaty. And involved you know, this mouth spreader this time. Nothing that great. But I mean, there've been times. Do you? Are you now? Do you crave any like actual companionship or now? You know, I, I start. I question that. I don't know. I'm really okay being by myself. A lot, and I really don't know if I need this soulmate thing. I would like if it's an amazing girl, but I don't really. I can go. I've been alone four years without a relationship. Right. I could do another five, no problem. I don't think forty years. Sit on your head, yeah. But no, I don't need to be with anyone any given time. I mean, you know, right. if I get, you know, have sex on the road every three or four months, it's fine, and then I can That's be enough. alone. Yeah, I have no problem with it. I don't. You're crave fine it. with I don't like if for you it. had sex with three girls a year, you'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, I think it's down about three. I mean, I'd, maybe a couple more than that, and I'd be fine. How many days a year, how many weeks a year do you think you're on the road? Uh, now it's down to, since I've been in New York, I try to pull it back. I mean, it, 35 this year, maybe. Yeah, it was awesome. 49 weeks in 2010. Wow. It's wow. insane. I looked at my schedule. And every, every year what's I'm the in New York. Wor- what's the dumbest gig you've ever taken as far as, like, why did I, why did I take this? I used to take all these gigs back when I was a young comic. Of course, but... I would just take these gigs in Arkansas because I've never been to Arkansas. I would take them because I've never been to the state. And even though Arkansas is just the worst state, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it really that bad? I don't know. I've never been there. There's fun shows in Little Rock, but back in the day, I was doing just one-nighters in Hot Springs and fucking uh, Blytheville or Blyth, whatever they say. And so I would do these terrible one-nighters in fucking pubs and drive a thousand miles to get to them. Really? And still act up there, too. I'd still get out of hand and do... Awful shit, shit in those towns. Yeah, absolutely. Get thrown out. Even yeah. locked up? I feel like you're chased out by a sheriff. I only got locked up in my hometown of Charlotte. I did all What'd that stuff on the road. What did you get locked up for? Uh, I got popped for three DYs, got out of two, one convicted, and then misuse. The last time I ever drank, I prank called 911, and they threw me in jail for two days. <laughs> <laughs> I see their point. It's right. When you drink, you become Bart Simpson. <laughs> it's just a maniac. I always look at it. Is. Hey, you remember that mouth gaping episode? <laughs> uh, no, he didn't do it, and he was yeah. sober for that. Just, I just like whatever is socially unacceptable. I wanted to do. What did you was, say to this nine one one operator when you called him? Well, there were all kinds of. No one really knows, and no one ever got the tape. But there was a lot of threats. I said some outlandish shit. You yep. said you threatened. Yeah, threatened from my cell phone. So it wasn't like funny. Like, hey, this is a. No, it was vicious. Like what? <laughs> it was vicious and threatening. And <laughs> did you want to get your ass eaten out <laughs> by a factory? <laughs> Just like you were like threatening to like beat him up or but no, murder people him. said there was a threat of a bomb threat. There might have been missing shit. And I'm like, that's eh, disputable. But then uh, I look back, <laughs> there's no evidence. I can't. It was crazy. Right. My buddy's trying to get a tape for two years. And he's like, no, if they're not using two it. Two days, did they just drop the charges? Like what? Yeah, because they didn't press charges. And no one pressed charges that was involved. And I got, I don't remember any of it. I don't know how they didn't press charges. I don't know either. My, 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 I've had, my, like, my cousin got charges pressed to him because he prank called Walmart. And they, I think it gets and, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I guess it gets worse and worse each every year. <laughs> this is 2006. That whole corporation's become. This? this is my cousin. Uh, I, I don't really want to say his name. But, oh, and what did uh, he? When Timothy. He, no, he was just like being a goofy kid. He was like calling oh, him up. Oh, he's like younger. And I forget. And then I guess they didn't understand. Like he said something like, "Oh, you farted or something." And then they like called him up and was like, yeah, it was a bomb threat. Like they, So they took him to <laughs> oh, court. Yeah. It was a stink bomb. It was a stink yeah, bomb it was, threat. It was, something, it was something like that. But, you know, it's a, that whole thing now, corporations are people, you know, and I, I feel like you know, because of that 1978 ruling, they're actually using that more and more in court now. <laughs> You're like threatening, you know, threatening like, and, and especially with terrorism. People can, you can just get away with anything now as far as like. Yeah. Was he, was he a teenager when he did it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like 16, 15. 
You know, 14. I forget how old he was. Yeah. I got really lucky with that one. It was a misdemeanor. So two yeah. days, time served, never paid a penny. But it, people could have pressed charges. It would have been serious. I don't know. I woke up in jail with nobody a ticket. Can, stuck nobody in my can face. be an asshole anymore. Like, that's the one thing. If I ever have a kid, I'm going to be like, listen, I mean, like, you just can't get away with the same shit that you used to get away with anymore. No, no you can't. You know? They don't do it. There was like, I remember my friends and I, we put an M80 under a truck tire and blew out a giant truck tire and never got caught for it. Yeah. When I was a kid, like 15, 14. Now it's like that. Could, you could probably get charged for terrorism. Yes. Yeah. I remember yeah. my buddies would do that too. They put a scarecrow on the train tracks and the pr- train would lock its brakes up. Almost derail That's the train. real fucked up that they yeah. did that. Like they should go to jail for that. Yeah, you just take a scarecrow. Like in the, the fucking good son? Like a homeless person's on the tracks. Oh, and they lock oh up. my God. Oh, you would be in jail for years. For yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've done, that. Crazy. Was big I've done stuff like that before. Not happy about Yeah, I wasn't there for that. Drunk, you just throw something in the road. My thing with drinking, though, was that I go, I was so bored. And I didn't care about getting. I mean, how I long have you been? You've had a drink right now. Eight years. Wow. Okay, that's great. I've been. I did eight years drunk on the road and eight years sober. They're equal parts now. So yeah. I don't know, but I. The, I know. I just would go into these places and go. I don't care. I Do hope you go to I meetings? get laid. No, never right. did that either. Just I had that. It's just scared myself, and it finally registered. I think. Right. But I know why I drank. I can trace it back now, and like the stuff when I go to a bar and create a scene or a nine one one call. Yeah. It's just whatever is socially unacceptable. It's because everything was so boring. Even talking to a girl's boring. The conversations of guys talking sports at a bar. I'm just yeah. like, what could I, I see here that would be outlandish? Pull a TV off the wall. Piss on that person. Right. <laughs> I piss on a lot of. I pee. Yeah, because you want to. You, you want to get out of the boredom you're feeling. Yeah, yeah I always see it. it through the audience's eyes. Like if I'm a guy dancing with a girl, I would like to see a guy at the bar piss on another man, or slap another man, or see his genitals. You know, but they call that disassociating. <laughs> That's disassociation from your personality. Really? I would well, say I see so. It through the audience, I see it no, like a that's director. What I mean, but you're not seeing it as you. You're seeing it as, wouldn't it be funny if this person did this? But you're that person. <laughs> you're so the one doing it. Dissociative personality so this disorder. Deep rooted. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of yeah, nothing you're good. You're getting therapy from Doctor Dan. It's good that he t- throws a TV down in the middle of the bar and pisses everywhere, trying to help the guy out. Go no, I never blow thought. Tired. <laughs> fucking Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> Irish buffoon. <laughs> it was all for entertainment, but that, so I don't know. I, I haven't, you know, because I don't go to treatment. Maybe I haven't worked through. Ketchum gives me grief about that. He's like, you haven't worked through your issues because you haven't gone to treatment. I'm like, you're probably right. I've stayed yeah. sober, but I don't. Know oh, if without I going, shit. without going to meetings or anything. Yeah, I haven't. You just it. stopped. Yeah, I just stopped. I got out of jail from the 911 call, and people started telling me about what I did that night, and they're like, listen, this shit keeps happening, and I'm like, okay, that's enough. And there were a couple guys in jail that talked to me. One guy got brought in with me. He'd been arrested twice that week. He was he fell asleep Jesus. on someone's Mercedes, got charged for trespassing, for sleeping on the hood, right. drunk. And he told me, he's like, last night they brought us in around the same time. He goes, you were fucking out of line, the shit you were saying to those cops. <laughs> they could have punched you what easily. You were you're Jekyll and Hyde. You, go, you, you become a different person. Yeah, just a complete yeah. maniac. And he was shell-shocked. He was blown away by my behavior. And that's where it's really registered. I'm like, this is a fucking career criminal that's <laughs> fucking blown away. Yeah. By you're my behavior out coming tough in. So you got to settle down. That was well, no, it. he did eight years ago. No, as he's putting, like, this guy's oh, saying oh, that. Oh, yeah. You got to settle down while he's, he's putting, like, like, a stocking on his head. <laughs> it was all that. And like, then, I killed three people, but you're a fucking maniac. <laughs> <laughs> so, enough of those stories and, you, like, friends telling you, like, that's enough. I cashed out. I did enough original things. 
had my standard drinking stuff, the DUIs, and I did enough yeah. weird shit to talk about for a lifetime. That's fucking enough. You've played the hits. Yeah, and I sat in that jail, and I'm like, I still want to do comedy. How old are you now? 39. 39. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it gets, there's something that happens, like, getting drunk in your early 30s is a whole hell of a lot different than getting drunk in your early 20s. And it's all backwards, the way I did comedy, my drinking, all this stuff. So it's like now 39, sober, you know, like going gray, but then it's like, you moved to New York late. It's, I've always done things in this weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not the right. fucking but probably the way. smartest. And who knows? It'll pay off. You know, like, yeah, like yeah. We'll see. I'm totally committed to it. But <laughs> have you changed a lot as a comic in the, in the years since you started? Yeah, I think so. I think there were two waves. Like sobering up changed me as a comic, uh, made me focus more and work harder, and then moving to New York, step right. it up again. Because I was in road gear, I think for years where you just. I think it's got to be very hard to be in road gear and then come here because it's it's two different types of bust your ass. And I don't think it was it was the jokes. It wasn't it was the speed at which I was doing comedy like three right. or four years ago. I was just fucking had been doing too many rooms with 100, 200 people. A lot of them drunk, some of them and so just you got fast, fast, too fast. And too then New York slowed me down of like you need to be more conversational. You need to make a connection, be genuine, and fucking. So I learned how to do small shows way late in the comedy. Yeah. yeah. But it made me better. And then I think for a year after I moved to New York, like 2012, I was going too slow. Yeah. And maybe that's what led to the Birmingham disaster. And now I finally figure out, like, okay, this is my pace. It it's never just sort ends. Of an, and, but, yeah, it's good I moved to New York you, then. But Then you figure you're at a pace, and then all of a sudden you become a different comic than the pace that you figured out. Yeah. You know? And I wish there was a way to... Without overthinking. It. But it's... Uh, no, it's, I'm glad I moved to New York when I did. Otherwise, did I don't you, know. Yeah, I would have been in New York for how long? Three, three and a half. Yeah. But each year, I'm just like, I need to fucking stay here more. Yeah. And it's yeah. hard to cut those gigs that have that been need. on for fucking 15 years. So you're like, all right, I'll cut it from 49 to 45 to 40 to 35. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you right. cut it to 20, and you're like, I'm bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it's yeah, like, right, exactly. Know. You're squeaking by. That out. Yeah. Are you driving everywhere? Are you mm. like... No, I still drive some, but I flew more this this last year. Yeah, a lot yeah. more. Even like L.A., you know, because I'm going to be... By the time this podcast comes out, I will have been living there for a little bit yeah. of time. Like, you know, in New York, you can pick up spot pay, and you can pick up even like regional... Like now, I feel like there's a whole new world that I've just been opened up to where I'm like, oh, I could just go to Westchester for a night and make three or four hundred bucks, which wasn't there two years ago but then when you go to LA that shit kind of stops yeah. yeah there's nothing like that completely yeah. so you know but it's big long term gain for short term pain sort of thing you know well that's that's the trade off here you can get up you know you can pull a norm and get up six times a night if you want to there six times a week is like you're doing good yeah you're doing great and that's the but then you're also in the middle of the fucking mecca of entertainment and you can pick up other types of work and you pick up road you're gonna be on the road anyway you know right so it's that's the trade-off. Professional trade -off. mouth spreader. Yeah, right. Exactly. You always fall back on that. You can you can fall back on mouth spreading. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrifying contraption. It's 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 it's, it's horrifying. Especially if it's like, I think I've I'm seen it. I think I'm kind of into that S and M stuff. Which is really Are you? Yeah. Like hardcore? I wouldn't know. I'm I mean, like hardcore. like the hardcore stuff of it. Like I watched some like when you videos. Do you like that shit? No. No, no, like maybe the lightest version of it. Oh, like, I like it when they're like, you know, like Hellraiser. They're like spread across, and they have like the fucking. Are you serious? Yeah, I actually do. Well, I didn't know that about you. Jesus, oh, I'm Christ. a real weird guy. Do you have a foot fetish? I like feet. Nah, but but do you have a foot fetish? No, but I like feet. Yeah, did I ever tell you how I, I convinced? I'm not convinced, but I had a conversation with my friend where like he was convinced he didn't have a foot fetish, but like by the end of it, he's like, oh my god, I have a foot fetish because <laughs> he was like, no, he's like. <laughs> 
he just kept saying stuff about like I'm like yeah but like you're you think feet are you really attractive he's like yeah but everybody does and I go no everybody doesn't, doesn't think that I could care less well I'm like if a girl has ugly feet that would be a deal breaker for you right and he's like oh yeah but that's everybody's thing that they do that and I go no that's not that doesn't I don't care about feet and he's like oh I go if you had if you weren't a germaphobe would you want to like like put rub your dick up against a foot and he's like. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool, but I, I'm like, yeah, you have a foot fetish, dude. And he's like, oh my god, I, used to I have a foot fetish. This is like so grown worthy, but it'd be like, what's your favorite part of the woman? And I actually said this to a girl, hoping that, thinking this would get me laid, where I went like, uh, <laughs> I said the feet because it's the closest part of the body to the earth. Oh, you are the worst. Oh, that's the worst thing ever. Thing that you've ever heard. You were right? like, the, you were like the worst poet I've ever, I've ever. Like you, <laughs> not a, you, definitely not a good one. You, you have all these quotes that you say to women. That's like just, you, you just, just so corny. Puke up a little bit. A you're lot. like the guy. You're like the uh, I gave my love a cherry guy from Animal House. That, uh, <laughs> that I am that guy. <laughs> I am that guy. I did just see the. Uh, I think it's sort of prudish the stuff that I watch on porn, but then I got into a tranny video, my first one ever. But oh, yeah. I loved, I loved it. Oh, maybe you, uh, you're in a trannies. No, I not really. It was a couple. I think it was a couple walked into like there's a tranny in a window, like it's Amsterdam, and this cute the girl and the couple's cute, and they go in like they think it's a girl, and then they right. go in, and then the dick comes out, and the whole thing. And the Does the guy on. blow the girl? Yeah, eventually. But the girl's so hot. I think that's what got me in, and it's sort of believable. But, but it was were you great. I was off the part where the guy was blowing the tranny. No. the tranny <laughs> fucking the girl. Oh, okay. Right. And then at one point, the tranny like goes, "You you fuck your girlfriend," and then he the tranny throws the guy off his girlfriend. Like, no, you watch. That's what you wanted. And then the tranny goes after the girl, and I really enjoyed that moment. You really got invested in that. Yeah, video. it's great. Yeah. It's a thirty minute video on you porn. <laughs> and where can we find this, Paul? Red tube. Red Put tube? tranny couple, and it's on the third page. <laughs> Third page, training third page. Okay. They have two short versions of it. The thirty minute that's version, third page. That's actually Paul's plug. That's what he wants. That's his site that he wants Facebook you to go to. Have, it's yeah. not Paul Hooper comedy. It's <laughs> no. Red Tube, third page. This tranny video. He's going off as Paul jerking off on a Finding Nemo mask. Completely <laughs> <laughs> different. Paul, I'm sorry. We got. We would love to have you back. We got to end this a little early today. Um, Paul, what, what should we? Uh, you got a website, right? Yeah, paulhoopercomedy.com. Twitter is Paul Hooper. Sweet. Do you have uh, fall dates that you want to give up, like October dates, or uh... yeah, I'm going to like Minneapolis in October, oh, nice. Tallahassee maybe, and then uh, I'll be there this Friday. Yeah. Winston Salem, yeah, like October, November gets busy again. Before you go, let me ask you, what's your favorite? You hit every state almost, almost I'm every state. Forty-one states now. Yeah, what's your favorite one to play? As far as shows, I really love Minneapolis as a comedy town. Yeah, I've heard I fucking it's great. I have a lot of friends yeah. there. The scene has been nice to me, so I love Packers going to Minneapolis. Fun. Yeah, I love Vancouver. You know Cy Amundsen over there. Yeah, nice guy. All these Minneapolis comics years ago were very nice to me, and sort of when I go, I get tons of stage awesome. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love that town. And then, yeah, there's other places like New Mexico. I just went that I just love for different. Like, it's it's beautiful. So yeah. those states make. sense. I've never been to New Mexico. I've always been kind of freaked out by the Rio Grande Valley. So the weird shit. It's they unbelievable. Find there. <laughs> Why? What do they find? Their bodies and Bo stuff. Bodies from drug war stuff, and then a lot of mutations oh. because it's so polluted over there. Oh Jesus! It's like one of those polluted areas oh, of the country. Conspiracy, more conspiracy stuff. Yeah, northern New Mexico. That's you can check that out on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures of dead children of the Rio Grande. Rio Grande mutes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got an album out. Um, bad, good times. And uh, Sean, you uh, at this point you'll have your your pasta maker will be out. Sean yeah, I'll have my, my Sean, Sean Donnelly Grill that's coming out. Uh, it's for healthy choices. 
and also, it's me and Sean both shut protein. down at the same time. <laughs> I had an unfunny setup, and then Sean followed up with an equally unfunny punchline. <laughs> I have a CD. I forgot to always. Oh, plug. right, you're right. Tense and uncomfortable. It's on Stand Up Records. Tense and uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Stand Up Records. Cool Good label. Yeah. They're great. And Those I'm doing another one with them. Like, that's three years old, this one, new one. Yeah. This when does the new one, one come out? Next year? One, yeah, hopefully end of this year. Cool, man. Yeah, we can't thank you enough for cool, doing man. this. Cool, <laughs> man. <laughs> Sweet daddy-o. I like when you're jabbing. You should, when I went to New Hampshire with my wife this past weekend, I drove by. She goes, oh, there's the bar you like. I like this bar by her house. And I go, there's my place. What's up, fellas? That's what I hear. Like, <laughs> I'm like too corny all the time. You're a little kid going, goodbye, room. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Have a good yeah, one. Thank, thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. Let me tell you where you can see our hosts performing live this week. Dan St. Germain will be at the Philadelphia Arts Quest on Wednesday, December 3rd, and on Thursday, December 4th, at the Beer Baron Underground Comedy Show in Washington, D.C. On Sunday, again, that's Sunday, December 7th, he'll be at the Cellar Door in Frederick, Maryland, and otherwise, back in the New York City area. Go to dancingtgermain.net to see his other shows. Sean Donnelly is also performing all over the place. In addition to his shows in and around New York City, you can see Sean performing at Joker's Wild in New Haven, Connecticut on Friday and Saturday, December 5th and 6th. Go to seandonnellycomedy.com for more details. Please send us an email. Please send it to mydumbfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at dumbfriendscast. We'd love to hear from you. And again, we're on Stitcher, Stitcher Radio. Leave us a review there on Stitcher Radio as well as on iTunes. It'd really help us out. Thanks a lot. We'll be back next week. In slow motion, it was a beautiful commotion. They were hitting... Our opening and closing music is by Phil Pickens. <laughs>